because yeah. we all have those what the fuck are you doing Serena moments but there's I a, don't have a what, fu- what the fuck are you doing actually no that's not true I do have a sometimes a what the fuck are you doing Serena moment <laughs> I guess it comes very with, rarely but like it, 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 again, it, it like, comes with the territory okay. you get a couple of tickets to the what the I fuck definitely Serena have show. the what the fuck are you doing Claire moments yeah. that I definitely have <laughs> Welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, sign up for more support with meeting your needs with your weekly Universal Needs Notes at theuniversalneeds.com. And enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. So today we have a, we will introduce you to a new member of the Well Shit, It Really Is That Simple team. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't know the story, um, if you go back and listen to the um, Clearing Niggles episode in our friendship series, um, we discovered that niggles are a little bit like the little mogwais from the Gremlins movies. How do you remember that? (laughs) (laughs) I think because... It pissed me off that I couldn't remember it the first time. I remember the whole way through that episode going, what are they called? I know what they're called. I can't remember what they're called. And I think I went and then looked it up and now it's forever burned in my memory that I will never forget what a Maguire is ever again. I completely forgot that they actually had like a technical <laughs> name to them. So, so uh, the more you know. And if you're if you're not an 80s kid and you've got no idea what we're talking about, like just just youtube gremlins the movie you'll see what we mean so mr niggles as uh became um I, well not long after we recorded that episode i found him in a um in a store <laughs> and i was like well i have to get him now for serena um so serena's had a little furry buddy um as we have been recording um who squeaks luckily now he squeaks off the microphone it's impressive yeah <laughs> Um, and he has his own, he has his emergency glitter backpack that he wears at all times. Oh my gosh. Um, what? I'm going to save it. Go. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so, um, for, for a while now I'm like, but I want a furry friend for us to record with. Um, and if you've been listening for any period of time, you know that my favorite word when it comes to needs is nuance, nuance, nuance. And I was like, well, I feel like I need an animal beginning with an N um, and obviously I don't want like a boring animal like a standard animal so I wanted something a little out there and I've, I've been talking for a while now about the fact that I wanted to get a nuanced narwhal and then um, a couple of weeks ago Serena arrived with a little gift bag and in it yeah it's a nuanced it's my nuanced narwhal um, so we reached out to the um, the uh, Nourish Your Needs Facebook community and we ran a poll to figure out what we should name him we asked him to come up with ideas this is Nunu 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 the narwhal uh, Nunu the nuanced narwhal <laughs> so um, so yeah we've got now two little furry friends does the backpack fit oh my goodness I don't know whether the oh it might do I don't know if it does. Well, have to make it new straps. Yeah. We'll have to... Maybe Nunu gets the biodegradable confetti. Oh, yes. Well, I mean, he's an ocean <laughs> creature. So they're an ocean creature. We decided that, that Nunu is non-binary. Um, so, um, yeah, they're an ocean creature. So I think that the, non, the biodegradable confetti is just. So, um, so yeah. Welcome, Nunu, to our team. Um, <laughs> but funnily enough, we're not going to spend the whole of today just talking about our furry podcasting buddies. <laughs> I don't know. We could get like a Boundaries Bear. <laughs> we're going to end up with like a whole line of them across the back of the couch as we, as we record. I mean, Marketing ideas. Stranger things have happened. Um, I'm sure many stranger things have happened on this podcast alone. Um, so, but today we are starting the very first in our series on why am I depleted? Now, the reason we are doing this peri- uh, this series is because we get asked this a lot, mm-hmm. like a lot. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the time, you're like, I'm just so tired, I'm exhausted, I feel so drained. Like, I don't understand why. And the truth is that 
why are you depleted is not a, there's not really a simple and straightforward answer to that because there's lots of potential reasons um so what we wanted to do is we wanted to focus on a couple of really important aspects um of this that might help in terms of i mean because the obvious answer why am i depleted is because your needs aren't well met like mm -hmm. that's the simple answer <laughs> but, but that's the simple answer to everything <laughs> i mean like I mean, let's be honest let's be honest um i'm in conversations all the time and i'm like well it's obvious it needs 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 <laughs> needs and i remember a couple of years ago when i used to be like claire talks about needs a lot and now i'm like oh there's serena with her needs again and i'm like well it's true <laughs> i remember I, I think at one point when we first met i remember her looking at me as if it's like god this all she does is talk about needs she, like she makes everything about needs and now she realizes no i don't make everything about needs everything it, is it, about needs facts right <laughs> <laughs> and now back to our regularly scheduled program then. <laughs> so um so like at a very very simplistic level yes it is that your needs are not being well met but there could be a number of different things that are affecting that um and i we, like, we kind of felt like it was really important to begin off this series talking about a word that you will have heard us use a lot on the podcast i mean we use this word a lot in life in general i mean I forget that people don't use this. I use it so much that I I use it. I remember it, this conversation. I use it so much. And like, I just throw it in there because it is, it's, I don't think there is a day that I do not mm -hmm. say this word, acknowledge it, like reference it. Reference it. And yeah. people are Check like, what are it. you talking about? And I'm like, what do you mean? What am I talking about? Like, isn't this obvious? And well, apparently it's not. not. <laughs> Well, I remember, I can't remember in which context it came up, but there was like, we were talking about like simplifying our language and making sure that, that we're talking in a, uh, in a language that, that everybody can understand. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know whether it was to do with the program. There was something specific and Serena came up with um, the word, the word we are talking about, by the way, which we haven't actually mentioned yet, <laughs> is the word capacity. Mm -hmm. um, and she said, oh, and then she, she said something about capacity and I'm like, yeah, not not most people don't tend to use that word and she was like well everybody I know uses that word I'm like that's because they know you and you use that word all the time like, mm -hmm. in the same way I don't think I don't think you'd use that word until we met right no I think capacity was like a payload for me on a truck or something <laughs> like I never thought that I could use that word to describe what I'm able to handle like right? yeah. yeah but and it's so common I mean Literally, literally every every day I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, what's my capacity at? Where's my capacity? I don't have the capacity for this. This is all what's I have the capacity. capacity? Yeah. Like, where are you at? Right? <laughs> so the first and most obvious question is, what the hell is capacity? Like what are we talking about when we refer to this? And what we talk about when we when we talk about capacity, what we're talking about is the level of internal resource that we have that we can use without getting depleted. That's like at a very, very simplistic level what we're talking about here. Um, now, capacity is different. Like we've got different types of capacity. We might have our physical capacity. We've got mental capacity. We might have emotional capacity. We might have energetic capacity. We've got all of these different kind of capacities. But at a very, very simplistic level, we're basically saying how much internal resource do I have that I can utilize in different ways in my life to meet needs or to do other things that I need to do in my life, although everything we do every second of our day is down to mask on me tanny so technically it's all to me <laughs> needs um but like to do the things that we have to do without getting to the point where we're, we're going to get depleted um now the reason that this is such a big word for us is because it's essential that you do life in alignment with your capacity mm -hmm. It's almost like the starting point of meeting your needs. Right. You need to check in where you're at because if you try to go over your capacity and do more than you have capacity for, you're actually going to be compromising probably more needs than you're meeting in that. So you need to you need to start and meet where your capacity is at. I am a I'd love to say recovering, but I think I'm still probably a practicing like overdoer sometimes <laughs> and then I had to take a step back and like um I don't know if we've mentioned it before in different episodes, but kind of like chunk up or chunk down what I'm doing and be like, I only I need to get to here, but I only have the capacity for 
this little task that's down here. Right. And so like So when we're talking about chunk when Serena's talking about chunking up and chunking down, what we're talking about is that when we think about doing tasks, sometimes if we end up with um um if we're thinking that the task at too high a level, then we don't really understand what's involved in it. So for example, if our task was record a podcast episode. Well, I mean, we know it pretty well now, so we know what's involved in that. But initially, we wouldn't have really realized what what, what are all the steps you have to what do you actually have to do to record a podcast episode. Well, for, first, we've got to like order the podcasting equipment. Mm-hmm. Then we have to learn how to use the podcasting equipment. Then we have to make sure that we set all our lighting up. Then we have to make sure our sound is right. Then we have to make sure there's no echo. We have to. There's lots of different steps, and so. Recording a podcast episode might be like, that's how we're going to make it. If we're chunking up, we're making things into bigger chunks and we're kind of grouping things together. So it might be get the equipment together, do your script, you know, like it might be the simpler steps. Okay, we're going to get audio done today. Yes. And then if we don't have capacity, maybe... All right, we're going to research. Audio. Hold on a second. Let's let's. I want to c- cover what, off mm. what chunking is first, so that we understand. Like at a very simplistic level, recording the podcast is the big chunk at the top, and then underneath that, there might be slightly smaller chunks, which are audio, video, um, lighting, um, technology, like like computer software, for example. And then underneath that, we chunk down even further. Then what we can do is we can say, okay, so audio, we have to make sure that we've got our headphones. We have to make sure we've got our microphones. We need to make sure that our microphones and our headphones are plugged into the the, the audio recording device. All of those sorts of things. So what can happen is that, um, is that, is that depending on our um, uh, how we're feeling, it might be helpful to chunk up or chunk down. Because if you think about like all of the, the the small little details that happen that get involved when you're thinking about, like we talk about the audio and the video and the software. And then we think about all the little things. When you start to think about it in those terms, it can get a bit overwhelming where it's like, oh my God, there's so many things to, to do. So we might chunk up and go, okay, what's the group? What's the, the bigger chunk I'm looking at right now? Um, and again, we then might want to chunk up a little bit more than that because when we're thinking about all the things that we've got to do for our business, recording podcasts is just one of the things. We've got to look at the program. We've got to work with clients. We've got to do the accounts. Boo. Um, <laughs> we're going to do all the other things that are involved in, in these things. So like if you think about it, we may actually just go to, okay, we've got to focus on recording a podcast today. Um, and then tomorrow we're going to do the accounts. And then the following day we're going to um, uh, do client work or, or whatever it is. So it's like you can chunk up or you can chunk down. So chunking up is making them into bigger chunks, which have got like less steps involved in them. Chunking down is chunking into smaller chunks so you can understand what the steps are. So I just wanted to cover that before we get into how that's helpful with capacity. So people are understanding and following what we're talking about. Yeah, I may have jumped ahead a little bit there, but... <laughs> it's all good. Sorry. Well, we, we're bigger chunk. We now, we, now, yes. now, now you can get into your smaller chunks. No, I, I forgot what my smaller chunks were, to be honest, but I think you covered it. That was... Yeah, so I think what you were trying, I think where where you were kind of leading on to is that if I only have the capacity, if I don't have the capacity for like all of those steps, maybe I've only got the capacity for one of those steps. But if I'm thinking in the bigger chunk, well, I haven't got capacity to record a podcast today, but I have maybe got the capacity to figure out the audio. I've got a, I've got the capacity to order the microphones, order the um, earphones, order the recording device, and maybe do some research on on figuring out what that what that looks like. So by chunking up and chunking down, we can sometimes help. It can help us to figure out. Um, what we've got the capacity for and to figure out what tasks we can do that are in alignment with our capacity. The second you start to feel a sense of overwhelm, chances are overwhelm is a good indicator that you're out of alignment with your capacity. Mm -hmm. And usually that means you need to chunk down a little bit, find something a little less overwhelming, or if the overwhelming is all the things, Try to chunk it together. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, and I think, and I think that, uh, like Serena said, something really important earlier. I just want to reiterate this: is that if you are doing things out of alignment with your capacity, if you're going over what your actual capacity is, even if you are doing things that meet your needs, what you're likely to be doing is the compromise that you're going to create to your uh, to your needs by going over your capacity is likely to be greater than the benefit you're going to get from meeting your needs in that way. Mm-hmm. 
And like Serena said it earlier, but it was like, it was part of a bigger conversation. I was like, I don't want that to get skipped over because that's kind of the essence of this podcast episode. Like that's really important for us to be aware of and to remember because so often it's like, oh, I'll just do this. I'll just do this. I'll just do this until I get to the point where I meet my, I'll go over capacity until I get to the point where my needs are being met. And then I'll go back and do things in online with my capacity. And it's like, no, 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 no. Cause you're going to compromise your needs more by doing things by going over your capacity. Once you start down that rabbit hole, it's really, really hard to be like, oh, wait a minute, where am I? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> I have those moments quite often. I'm like, what? Oh, oh. oh fuck. <laughs> back here again. All right, let's get back to where I need to be. And that's, and especially when you have a lot of things. I find yeah. like this is, capacity is most difficult. Like if you have, I mean, has there ever been a time you've had just one thing going on? <laughs> like it's, that's, I think, a rare moment. Not that moment. I can remember. Yeah. I <laughs> not, like, not in my experience. Yeah, that's a rare moment in time. But think of it like if, if you had just your daily stuff and there was like one big thing to focus on, like, okay, it may be a little bit easier to manage because you're not trying to think of all these things. But when you have a lot of things and big things going on, that's when your capacity really comes into play. We start yeah. thinking of the glass balls and the plastic balls. Um, we mentioned it in um, previous episode. I, uh, I want to... Was it the antidote to anxiety episode? I don't remember. Show notes. It'll yeah, be in it'll there. It'll be in the show notes. <laughs> um, but sometimes you have to put, and we did mention it in just a previous episode, sometimes yeah. you have to put down a plastic ball to catch a glass ball. And a lot of times that's looking at the capacity aspect yes. of it. Yeah. What do you have capacity for? And like, where do you need to kind of attribute your capacity based on, and what do, what do you prioritize based on what your capacity is in that point in time? And as Serena said, this works really well in conjunction um, with the, the glass balls and plastic balls um, uh, theory, because it means that we, okay, we know we've only got I'm going, to do, I'm going to do this in kind of um, like health bars. Like imagine like if, if you're in a video game and you've got like 10, 10 little bars which kind of make up your full capacity of your health. And that's all the energy. That's what you've got to be able to do in the day. It may be that if you've got, um, you've only got, uh, it's going to take you three bars to go to work um, and it's going to take another two bars to uh, make your dinner um, and then it's going to take another two bars to take care of the kids well hold on a second you're already at seven at this point and it's like well if I've got a bunch of other stuff I need to do as well maybe what I need to do is go well actually do I need to do this maybe one of the things that, that uh, it takes a bar to do laundry well does the laundry need to be done today or is that something that actually I can prioritize another day? Because actually what ma matters most is me feeding myself and my children and taking care of my kids today. And laundry, if it's not essential for today because we're not at the point where we've got no clean clothes to wear, then it may be that it's deprioritized because we don't have the capacity to do that and the other things that are essential. So that's the thing is that when when we're aware that we are, um, that we maybe ha are not at full capacity, or that we have limited capacity, it's really important at that point to really like focus in on and go, okay, what are the most important priorities at the moment? And what are the things that um, I need to be focusing my capacity on in order to one, be able to kind of function at life, <laughs> like to be able to adult appropriately and get through and do the things that I need to do. But the other thing is, um, what are the things I might be able to do to potentially build my capacity mm -hmm. so that I'm not, I'm not staying in this place of limited capacity. What I'm doing is actually I'm starting to put some more in the tank and actually build my level of resource internally. Um, before we get into how you increase capacity, I think it's more important, first of all, to know how do you know when you are nearing or over capacity? If you're in a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that is very true. Um, do you want to define being in a puddle for our, for our audience at home in case they've, they've, they've never been in a puddle before or don't know what our definition of a puddle is? A puddle is that moment where it just feels all too much. And usually you're on the ground in a ball somewhere in tears. Or on just, a couch. Or, or on a, a couch. Just like, I, I, I can't. can't. I yeah. don't know. Nothing makes sense. Like, I, it's also the snow globe effect. I've mentioned this before in episodes where it feels like everything around you is kind of swirling and it's like... So those are two different things. Yes. Like let's, let's distinguish here. So puddle is like that feeling of like, I'm just giving up. Like mm -hmm. I can't, I can't deal with this. And it might be that you're kind of feeling numb as a result of it. It might be that you're feeling it. Like uh, my puddle often looks like floods of tears. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, I just can't do it anymore. Mine's usually exhaustion. I'm like, Ugh. yeah. I, 
nothing. I can't. Nothing in the tank. Nope. So that's one of the examples. Yes. Snow globe is the next one. Yes. The snow globe is when you can or cannot feel grounded. It can go either way. Possibly, you can be a yeah. floating fixture in your snow globe. And that's that's really feels the worst because yeah. if you're not grounded, then. Yeah. Ooh, sorry. That's grounded. Um, <laughs> if you're not grounded, then you're floating around with the rest of the snow, and that just makes things even more confusing. But usually when I feel like I'm in a snow globe, it's like everything else is kind of swirling around. It's like you're mm-hmm. trying to qu- catch it, and it's like I'm focusing on 500 different snowflakes, and it's like I just need to focus on this snowflake. Right. <laughs> like, and that's yes. – and you know, when you feel like you're like, oh, shit, like there's so, so much swirling around, that's usually a sign that your capacity <laughs> is either – what it remind what it reminds me of is I don't I don't know whether did you guys have the Crystal Maze here in the nineties the TV show so there was this there so. was this TV show it was a ridiculous TV show in in the UK um, that um, you had to go uh, into these different zones um, and you got went into rooms and when you went into the rooms there were different kind of puzzles in there and you had to try and get these crystals um, and so some of them were like uh, like mental game like mental puzzle you had to figure out some of them were physical challenges there were kind of lots of different things um and the crystals what they did was they bought you time in what they called the crystal dome which was this big massive crystal ball and at the end of it the team used to go into the crystal uh into the crystal ball and you had to try and get there were there basically on the on the floor there were these like little tickets um, or little pieces like scraps of paper. But what they did was they they put fans on underneath. But you only were trying to get one of the colours of the paper. But the problem was is because of the fans and because everybody else is trying to grab for stuff as well. Like what Serena's talking like you're trying to focus on getting the golden ticket, but the fucker keeps moving around and it's like it's like no I saw it a minute ago and where'd now where is it where'd it go and like so and so and they they've oh. just moved it with their elbow or what have you and like that's that feeling of like I, where the hell is it like that's all I've got in my head is this visual of all these people like jumping to try and catch these certain things and put them in the thing and I can't remember I don't know whether there was like one one um uh, whether it was one of the colors gave you points and the others didn't get you anything or whether one gave you points and the other took points away. I couldn't, mm. I can't remember which it was, but that's even worse. But it's like, okay, I want this. I definitely don't want that. And I'm like trying to focus my energy. And don't this touch thing, the red. The red is fire. Exactly. And like the red keep, like comes, it keeps coming in your path and what have you. Like, no, I don't want anything to do with you, but the fan keeps blowing everything up and everyone else is moving everything around. That's kind of what I have in my head in that kind of snow globey moment. Yes, it is. And it brings me to the next example that just came to me, <laughs> okay. which is when you start feeling angry anxious oh, yes. because <laughs> just yeah. thinking of that like it, it's kind of like I've been in those um same concept like the the dollar tornadoes where you're they put you in like a tube and you have to grab as much money as you can yeah. I always get so much anxiety that I f- kind of like forget the concept it's like <laughs> I know how to what am I doing here yeah kind of theoretically yeah. I know what to do to maximize that and anytime I've ever done it I get in there and I'm like uh, I don't know. Yeah. But that anxiety feeling, like if you start to feel that anxiety creeping up out of mm-hmm. nowhere, yeah. and that's one of, we've talked many times on the podcast about um, my diagnosis of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the places that I can tell my diagnosis versus my unmet needs. Mm-hmm. If my capacity start is limited, if I'm nearing it, if I've reached it, if I've exceeded it, especially, my anxiety goes through the roof. And when I check in and I'm like, I know what this is. Mm-hmm. I can ooh, I can fix this. I am getting very handsy with my equipment today. I'm, I'm all no, I'm, that's my job. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all up in arms about the about capacity. Yeah, absolutely. And that and that and what and what Serena's talking about here is like you'll you'll feel different levels of capacity depending where uh, d- different levels of anxiety depending where you're at regarding your capacity. If you're starting to get like towards your capacity, you're going to feel a certain level. Mm-hmm. If you're at your capacity, you're going to feel another level. You go over your capacity and that that's when like the alarm bells start ringing, mm-hmm. the lash, flashing, lashing flights. Flash, you well, get, when you're when you're low or exceeded capacity, it yes, is lashing flights. Exactly, lashing flights are going <laughs> off and like the sirens and everything. So it's like that that anxiety. Like again, and good, the good thing about the benefit of having that kind of a reaction, and in fact, all of these, like if you can start to notice them as they're starting to happen, normally you can identify. Hold on a second. I'm not doing things in alignment with my capacity right now. What do I need to do to conserve my capacity, which is I do things in alignment with my capacity. What do I do to build my capacity? Those are kind of the two big focus points at this point in time. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so another thing um, that uh, thing can happen when you're um, like nearing capacity or you're over capacity is um, sometimes we can get um, to the point where our emotions seem out of whack with what we're actually experiencing. Like the it, it feels like we're quote unquote overreacting. Now I want to impress upon you. It's not that we're overreacting. We are reacting in alignment. We just might not be reacting conscious of what we're reacting in alignment to so it's like I might be like I mean I, I don't know why in my head I've got like don't cry over spilled milk but it's like if I've spilled my milk on the floor when I'm over capacity because I've already got all this stuff going on I'm not crying over my spilled milk I'm sobbing over it like I'm like how could this happen to me why why like like that's where like that whole thing of like, don't cry over spilled milk. Fuck it, cry over your spilled milk if you really if like Stop. that's what's present. Because the thing about it is, is that what your what the emotional the emotional response is in relation to your being out of alignment with your capacity. It's not necessarily about the thing that might have seemed to have triggered it, mm-hmm. which is why a lot of the time we feel like we're overreacting because it's like we're reacting to the spilled milk. No, we're not reacting to the spilled milk. We're reacting to the fact that we are overwhelmed and over capacity and under-resourced and our needs are being chronically un- or severely unmet probably in that point in time. And when you get to the point where you can start recognizing this and you have a reaction to the spilled milks of life, you can kind of take a step back when you've kind of got inversed in capacity and how to recognize it and knowing where yours is at any given moment and be like, okay, like I'm sobbing on the floor over my milk. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in right now. Before you do that... What you're probably going to do when you're at this point is you're going to allow yourself to stop. Yes. First thing is like when that rea- overreaction happens, you're going to be like, oh, God, I'm in it now. Let's just let, let's just let it all let it out. out. Let's let it all out. And then once you've let it all out, at that point, you're going to be like, hold on a second. I don't think this was about the milk. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I mean, I'm kind of might be a little sad. I don't have milk in my cereal, a little pissed. I got to clean up. But <laughs> with that reaction maybe a little over for that situation but if I'm feeling it which and means I'm, that it's not just about that situation exactly so yeah. you kind of think back and it's like what could what could be bothering me and right. usually if you take a couple of minutes you're like this sometimes it could be one thing you're like oh it was this from last week I didn't even know I carried that through because I didn't clear that right little niggle and <laughs> here I am now dealing with it or it could be a bunch of things you could be right. like well this and this and this and this and the milk was the straw that broke the camel's back and a lot of the time, like when you, uh, like the, firstly, obviously you want to know how to know when you're nearing or over capacity. And like it, generally exhaustion is a is a big mm-hmm. one. Like we talked about being a puddle, which is that I'm kind of giving up, but just that being, I'm exhausted. And like there's a, um, <laughs> so one of the things that I like to do as one of my little silly things. Um, so me and the guy that I'm seeing, uh, we will send each other little Instagram reels, the little funny ones of the, the animals and the kids and what have you. That's like, I mean, and that's one of those like, oh, I'm like, I'm just going to spend a couple of minutes. And before I know it, 45 minutes has passed and I'm still sending videos. Like there's there's a <laughs> periodically one, one will come up where it's like, like me sending my 300th Instagram reel. I'm like, oh shit, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they made a meme about me. Right, exactly. <laughs> Let me share it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And normally I send it and I'm like, ha ha. Um, so <laughs> Me. But there is there is one there is one that does that's doing been doing the rounds recently, which is and I can't I'm like paraphrasing, I may not quote I- exactly, but it's something like, I don't mean to sound dramatic, but I feel like I'm already tired tomorrow. Yes. Like <laughs> right? Yes. That's how I feel today. God, I'm exhausted for the weekend. Yes. Um, and that's the thing. So if you're feeling that level of exhaustion and it feels like it doesn't matter if I rest today, it doesn't matter if I get an early night tonight, mm-hmm. doesn't matter what I do, I'm still going to be tired tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That level, like I always describe it as um, <laughs> I, one of my, uh, somebody I used to know, uh, I always describe it as shattered. If I was like, it's a very, that's a very British phrase. <laughs> but the, the, the one that really resonates with me is like where I feel to my bones tired, where mm-hmm. it's like, I'm like, everything is exhausted like mentally emotionally physically there is this kind of just feeling drained when that is happening chances are that you are nearing or over your capacity I have one that's kind of sits next to that and that's the zero fucks usually when I could start giving so you never have capacity (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I have particular zero fucks about things. I give zero fucks about certain things all the time. But when I get, I mean, when it's like. It's indiscriminate zero indis- fucks. Indiscriminate to, every, to everything. To everything. Do you need to go to the bathroom? I don't fucking care. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, you know what? This is I think, a really, this is a really good example because um, like that we've talked about this on the podcast before when we were doing the visa and the amount of times during that process that Serena would ask me a question. I'm like, I don't care. I, <laughs> like, I don't. I, I don't, don't care. care. Like, I don't I care. Don't, no. I no. It doesn't matter. And that's like, and that is legitimate. Like sometimes yeah. it's like I can only like, and there were the visa is actually a perfect example yeah. of that because there were times where it's like this, this, this don't fucking care this don't fucking care don't fucking care this like in that that's that's how we processed through it and got through it without completely losing our shit i mean we came we teetered over the shit line a couple of times we We were like toe tipping we were like oh shit oh oh, we're back we we were weebles around that line we wobbled we didn't quite fall down no (laughs) and we and we talk pretty openly about that like today i the fact that we're doing this series today (laughs) is just chef's kiss uh, yeah like perfect timing and this has been planned out and i came in this morning and i lost my shit over <laughs> i mean legitimate things right. but it was like i was triggered by one thing and then it was just chain reaction chain reaction mm-hmm. and i even said to claire i was like i don't like i don't can't quite identify what it is it's just i need to fucking feel it and yeah. like i was in puddle mode and yes. puddle mode isn't my go-to but i was like i just need to feel all this and then Claire is like, is there anything I can do to support him? Like, actually, just witnessing me in this was good. And then I kind of took a step and it's like, all right, what do I need to do? And we talked over a few things. And it's like, and now, now I'm recording. Like, I came in this morning. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a fucking shit show today. I'm like, oh, shit. I've chilled, I've chilled the, the house. So that I've, I mean, literally, I was sleeping in a hoodie last night because we have to get it cold enough in here that it doesn't get too hot while we are recording with lights in the tropics, in the bright sunshine. Yes, under so, the metal roofs of the tropics. So yeah, I've like <laughs> chilled the place. I've set everything up and she's sitting in front. And of course, my first priority is like, Serena and are you okay and what do you need? But there's a part of me going, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, I guess we're not recording today then. But, and the funny thing is, is that we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think very much like the, the, the visa situation, how we got through the visa situation was we were like, what is important right now? Mm-hmm. What do we need? What do we need to focus on? What can we do to build our capacity? What could we do to support each other? And um, what are the things that we need to give fucks mm-hmm. about so that everything else is a zero fucks at that yeah. point? In I don't time. care what color the tabs are. Are you <laughs> sure? Yes. yes. <laughs> like, what do you want for lunch? I don't fucking care. Right. Just, I need to eat. Put it That's, in my yes. mouth. <laughs> Move Press my jaw like, up yeah, and down. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And that, that's what that's this is how we do I mean the interesting thing is we've actually both been going through a really challenging time recently mm-hmm. like I mean I remember we, like Serena said to me I think it was last week she was like I don't know anybody else that would be able to deal with all the stuff you're dealing with and would be functioning and it's true like mm-hmm. there is a lot going on at the moment but because we know how to build our capacity because we know how to prioritize within the capacity that we are we are still functioning and we're coping really well in the absence of being able to do anything about the situations that we're dealing with, mm-hmm. we are we are taking care of ourselves and honoring our capacity in how we navigate through those things. Actually, I'm not sure. Do you think the story about uh, when I spoke with... Uh, I don't know where this is going. Yeah, this is when, <laughs> like, uh... when I initially spoke with uh, my uncle. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna share a okay. little surprise story here. So um, I'm like, there have been lots of conversations. Yeah, I think I know the one you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah. So I had uh, spoken with my uncle, and it we had gone a while without speaking with each other, um, just busy lives mm-hmm. and whatnot. And so we had reconnected, and I had been I was in the middle of it, like solidly square oh, yeah. in the middle of some shit, and I spoke to him and I ended up during the conversation getting emotional and being like just kind of opening up letting it all out telling like all of the thoughts all of the feels mm-hmm. and being very transparent mm-hmm. and he said to me and I'm not somebody most people haven't seen me cry uh, most people certainly have not seen me like puddle puddle <laughs> like if I cry it's usually I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be a puddle witness <laughs> I am like I am I'm like a single tier type of person like I I was raised with a 
you know, pull it together. Are you bleeding? Do you need to go to the hospital? You're fine. There's a reason that she has yes, but did you die shirt? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I lost it. And he was like, are you okay? You do not sound okay. Like, are are you okay? And I was like, I'm actually the best I have ever been in my life. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm I'm good. And he's like, you don't sound good. And I'm like, no, the fact that you're hearing this is showing you that I'm good because I need to let this out and Mm -hmm. I'm letting it out. And then everything after that point, like after letting all of the emotion out, it paved the way for a much smoother journey for everything else. And it didn't all have to do with us or what we were talking about, but it was just a backlog of the shit I had been in. And I happened to be with him when it happened. And that's when it happens when you're not expecting it. That's that's another way. And when you're with somebody who you haven't necessarily done that with before right. as well, that can be a bit disconcerting for everyone involved. Everyone's yes. like, whoa, what What's is happening, happening right here? now? But, and um, that's another way to know that like, wow, yeah. I'm either nearing my capacity. I mean, th- at that point I was solidly like at or mm-hmm. over my capacity. And that caused me to check in again and be like, okay, like that was unusual for yes. me. Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I I obviously went to Claire. I was like, you know, he was like, oh, you know, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I really want like. I really am. I really yeah. am okay. And it really felt like well, it and was it's, cathartic. And, like, and I think the thing is like, I think people at home might be a little confused because you're like, well, I was completely in it, but I was the best I'd ever been. And I think what Serena, like, there's a distinction between what somebody is dealing with and where they are at within themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the distinction here is that Serena was dealing with a lot of stuff at that point, excuse me, point in time. But in herself, she was solid. Like she knew how to take care of herself. She knew what she needed. She knew in that moment she had to just let it out mm-hmm. um, rather than what she would have done previously, which would have like suck it up, deep breath, Pop push on, on the mask. Yes, exactly. And, and, and plow on through. What do we need to do? Yes. I'm here. Go I'm fine. Ahead. Things are all great. Um, <laughs> or not. Um, it's, okay. but it's, that's, a, it's why phone conversations were great in my past. Right. <laughs> this face. <laughs> yeah. But the, I know that's the thing is that so in that situation, Serena was as good as she'd ever been because she knew how to deal with it. She knew how to support herself. She knew what she needed. And that didn't mitigate what she was dealing with at that point in time. But what she did was the reason she was good was because she was dealing with this stuff in alignment with her capacity. Mm-hmm. And she was listening to what she needed. And like that that whole thing. So let's let's look at um let's look at that this situation. Let's put a little bit more of a needs lens on it in that moment in time. Um for what was happening in that moment. Now, at that point in time her emotional experience, the expression need was coming up. That's what was coming up. Now, had she swallowed it, masked it, tried to like um, repress it, suppress it, whatever at that point in time, she would have compromised her needs more. Therefore, she would have reduced her capacity more. I would have compromised. I would have compromised a lot of needs at that point. Yeah, I was going. I was oh. going for the. <laughs> you you want to hang? You want to hang on to the last novel today? No, no, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Nichols. Is- no, it's not. Um, no, Serena's right. There would have been a number of different needs that would have been compromised in that. The obvious one is emotional experience expression. That's kind of the one that most people go, oh, yeah, that seems like that. <laughs> that that's probably that one if you're sobbing. Um, that might be up. But the truth is, yeah, there would have been a number of. of like if I had needs. repressed it, my acknowledgement, my own self value, yeah. like all of etc 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 and all of those would have compromised her needs and that would have compromised her capacity even more so what she was doing was she was honoring what she needed in order to ensure that she um didn't compromise her capacity and then there were other things she was doing at the time in order to support her capacity so that's the reason that she was good even though all of this stuff was going on mm-hmm. um so i think that i mean there's i mean and this is just the this and the one Serena's about to share is the tip of the iceberg of ways to tell when you're nearing or over capacity. Over to you. I've, I'm very experienced in this nearing or over capacity thing, so I have a lot to say on it. Yeah. Um, one of the ones I notice with myself is I, when I'm nearing capacity, there's a lot more negative self-talk mm-hmm. and my, my language becomes lazy within my own brain. Mm-hmm. Like there's certain things like, yeah. working on a lot of lazy language in a lot of different ways and yeah. that's 
that is a mountain of <laughs> a mountain there's of a lot work. involved in there's that, a yeah. lot involved in it and it's a conscious thing and the first way to change your language is you have to change it within yourself because yeah. if you're being performative and you're changing it like if I'm with Claire changing my language but I go home and I'm I'm spewing negativity yeah. and whatever mm-hmm. that just doesn't work but that's something I notice like if I'm starting to like take mm-hmm. things a little more personally or starting to kind of talk to myself in a way that's like not supportive because yeah. we all have those what the fuck are you doing Serena moments but there's I a, don't have a what, fu- what the fuck are you doing actually no that's not true I do have a sometimes a what the fuck are you doing Serena moment <laughs> it comes very with, rarely but like every it, now and it, again it, like, it comes with the territory okay. you get a couple of tickets to the what the I fuck definitely Serena have show. the what the fuck are you doing Claire moments yeah. that I definitely have but um like there's a lot of times where like I'm noticing that if that's kind of coming up, I'm like, all right, like this isn't how I treat myself. Yeah. This this isn't this isn't what I do. Checking in. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm teetering that capacity line. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there's another couple that have just come to mind. Um, uh, to my mind, another one is like if your brain starts worrying, like your your brain's just not operating and functioning the way it normally does that can be an indicator that you're hitting that overwhelm one that's a big one for me and it's like this kind of goes hand in hand with the kind of emotions thing I almost feel like I'm getting filled up with Mm -hmm. stuff and like if anyone who knows me well it's the back it's like the back of my throat like 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 when I feel like the emotion is here like I'm like oh shit (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it's 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 near it like it's like it's almost like a physical representation of my capacity it's like it's like okay I'm this is all I've got left like let's not get rid of this because otherwise I'm in trouble um but that like when I when the emotion is here that normally is because I'm like I'm 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 feeling overwhelmed I'm feeling like there is um like I don't have the capacity to deal with everything that's going on right now um and so all of these things, these are just some examples. Like this is not an exhaustive or definitive Mm -hmm. list by any stretch of the imagination. But one of the things that can really help in situations like this is for you to figure out, especially when you have the whole, um, you're not sure what it is that is causing the compromising capacity. Because sometimes as I said, like the whole crying over spilled milk thing, it's like, I don't know, like, the milk's over. I know that. Like there's a puddle on the floor, but I've got a feeling there might be another reason. There's something else behind this. And this is something that I find happens with me and Serena quite a lot, which is that we'll start talking about one thing mm-hmm. when we're in this kind of max, like max nearing maximum capacity space. And then all of a sudden, all of the, all this other stuff comes flooding mm-hmm. out. And you're like, where the fuck did that come from? Like, I didn't realize I was even worrying about half of this stuff. Well, and remember our episode, uh, that's is it, that's not rambling, that's you processing. Yes, yes, or, yes. Uh, We'll throw that in the show notes yes, too. Absolutely. It's that same thing. Like that's that's a processing and that yeah. helps increase your capacity. Absolutely. So the thing about it is, is that what can be helpful within this is by figuring out what are the things that are causing the compromise in your capacity you can start to identify what are the needs that are connected with those things so there are a couple of ways of doing it if you have a Serena or a Claire or someone that you can talk things out through where you can just like just verbal vomit verbal vomit all the things that are that, like and allow your brain to go in all the different directions where it's like you're over here one minute and then all of a sudden you're over there and then all of a sudden it's like wow, none of this stuff seems related. A lot of the time there are needs underneath all of those things that are connecting the dots, even if you don't see them. And we actually offer a space on our um, Facebook group for people to share and just be witnessed. And a lot of our... um, our, Members? Members, yes. <laughs> I'm like viewers, no, not viewers. Um, a lot of our members do use that space and they're just like, just need to be witnessed. And you you see it's this and this and this and this and this. Like it's very rarely somebody mm-hmm. comes in, it's like, it's just it's this. this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The other thing you can do is you can, um, you can journal about it. Just allow yourself to free write just whatever it is that comes out and you'll be surprised. And when I say free write, like don't edit, don't like look at it as you're doing it, just allow it to flow. And then you can look back at it afterwards and start to see, okay, so what is it that I'm really concerned about right now? Is it something to do with my safety, like emotional safety, mental safety, physical safety? Is it that I'm not feeling appreciated? Is it that I'm not being valued? Is it that I feel like I've got no choice in these situations is it that just I'm exhausted and I just don't have like the physical resources like you can start to sometimes see the threads underneath it 
And once you can start to see some of the threads that are underneath it. Now, I will say that when you are low on capacity, that this process can sometimes feel like it's a bit much. It's like, oh God, I don't even know where to start. And that's why the kind of just vomiting it out um, is, is, is really important. And we're going to get onto in a minute what to do when you're low on capacity, which is valid and important and something for us to focus on. But I think that what, what I want, the reason I want to kind of do that in a second is because first of all, if you do have the ability to figure out what are the things that are underneath this thing, how you increase your capacity is you take care of the needs that are being most most severely impacted in the moment in time. So for example, if um, like I'm dealing with all these situations at the moment, um, if like use an example, say I was dealing with a lot of, a lot of situations whereby my value need was being compromised over and over and over and over and over again and that compromise my value need might be the thing that's actually compromising my my capacity what I might want to do is I want to might, might want to take some time to focus on my value need and to focus on it for myself and remind myself of my value and to um, prioritize what I need um, and to take care of that um, we've talked about the the symbiotic relationship between self-worth and needs on innumerable um podcast episodes which is that we don't believe we're worthy of having our needs met we don't meet our needs which means we don't believe it even more which means we don't meet them even more and we go down in the spiral remember that spiral goes in the other direction even if we don't believe we're worthy of them if we do it that gets internalized as like, well maybe we are worthy of them which means that we're likely to do more and and so the spiral goes in the other direction so by taking care of that value need a little bit it's going to put something back in our tank, which is going to build our internal resources, which is going to allow us to build our capacity a little bit. Same thing with any of the needs. Like it doesn't matter what the need is. <clears throat> and what I would say is it's very rare that it's just going to be one need. Mm -hmm. But there is probably going to be one need that is more severely being affected. And that's the one you want to focus your energy on first and foremost. Because if you can focus your energy there, it's what we call the 80-20 rule. You're likely to get a better bang for your buck in terms of putting your energy into meeting that need. When we, we, you want the thing that's going to use 20% of your energy, but create 80% of the result. And that when the, the most and the most impacted need is where you're going to get that kind of result by focusing on those needs and taking care of it. That's like when I came in this morning, it was my own emotional expression need that was really, mm -hmm. you know, kind of at the back of my throat. If I had went and met my other needs and not actually let my emotional experience and expression need come through the way that it wanted to, mm -hmm. I may have met those other needs, but that that emotional expression need is not going away. Yeah. And it's just going to build. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like That's the thing about needs. You can't ignore them and hope that they'll just fix themselves. I mean, you can. You, you can, can it's hope. Just... It's probably not going to work very well in my experience. No. <laughs> no. I um, tried that method. <laughs> I think everybody has yeah. at some point in life. It's like, we just ignore it and pretend it's not there. It'll mm -hmm. be fine. We mm -hmm. Just keep going. It will go away, right? Absolutely. No, it won't. Um, so the thing I would say is that when you are low on capacity, like very low on capacity, um, think about, remember, we've got the universal needs tree, which we've got our 12 needs, which fall into four groups, which correspond to the four different sections of a tree. We've got our root needs, which are our survival needs. We've got the trunk, which are the intrinsic needs, which relate to our internal well-being. We've got the branches, which are our expansive needs. And we've got the leaves and the fruit, which are in the enriching needs. Now, the lower on the tree that our needs are being compromised, the more effect it's going to have on us. Also, the lower on the tree that we put in time and attention, the more impact we're likely to feel. So if we're really low on capacity, chances are it's around our survival needs that we need to be focusing on. And what I would suggest is that our foundation function need, which is the tap root of our tree, it is the first and most important root that goes down. It gets all the nutrition, it anchors the tree. It allows us to be a little bit more... Um, um, What's the word? Stable? No, I, resilient to the uh, ups and downs of life. Like, uh, because we, we've got, we're anchored. Like, so if a gust of wind comes along and as we're in the middle of hurricane season here, you get some gusts of wind and mm -hmm. you, you don't have a good tap root. We see the trees, they fall yep. over. It doesn't matter how wide the root base is. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't have a deep, deep tap, tap root, then it's not going to stay upright. Um, and so we want to focus on the foundation function. And so often the 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 ways that we can support that need are the physical things that are going to provide physical support to our bodies mm -hmm. so is it like getting an early night 
allowing yourself to rest and relax, taking some deep breaths, hydrating, 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 can't Mm -hmm. say that enough, eating something that making sure you're getting nutrition, whether that is in the form of supplements, whether it's making sure that you're having a shake that's got some, all of the stuff in it, whether it's make you have the capacity to make sure, and this is the thing, is that, for example, I know this, I know how important this is. And when I am low on capacity, a lot of the time, my appetite is one of the first things to go. That's why I have the shake mixes that I do, because I know I can get nutrition into my body. It's not ideal. It's not as good as having a home cooked meal would be. But in if it's a choice between that or ice cream for dinner from a nutritional standpoint, or if it's a choice between that or nothing, or just having a cup of tea, which sometimes I'm, and I'm just like, I'm like up to here with my emotional experience expression need. There's no space for anything else in my body. I can't get anything else in there. That is a good way of me being able to make sure I'm getting the nourishment I require into my body to help me with the unmet needs and help build my internal resource and help build some more of my capacity. And so you don't have to like, you don't have to be quote unquote perfect in mm-hmm. all of these. So for example, if you're somebody who um, you don't like drinking plain water, but there are other things that you can have, which maybe aren't as good as just plain water, but they're going to give you the hydration factor that you need. That's better than not having anything. So it's like figuring out what are the ways that you can do again, that are in alignment with your capacity. So it's like, if I don't have the capacity to cook myself a meal, I'm not cooking myself a meal. I'm going to make myself a shake. So I'm going to get the resources I need. I'm going to get that nourishment I require without draining my resources more by doing something that's over and above what the capacity is I have. Like movement, stretching is a good one. Like where I mean, I mean, I just might sit on the couch and just do this and move my shoulders back and forward and move my neck. Yeah. Might it be better for me to go and do 30 minutes of laps at the pool? But if I don't have the capacity for that, I'm going to end up more drained from doing that than I'm going to get from the benefit of doing it. I find something that really helps me when I'm low on capacity, when I start to feel it, like, it's like the little, I don't know, we need like a capacity caterpillar too. <laughs> you have a nuanced novel, will that help? Come on, Nunu, you could, I mean, I mean, if, if he breeds in, he might be able to. Like, like kind he, of caterpillar. He could, he could, he could be a, a bit of a capacity caterpillar. I think you double. He could cosplay as a, as a capacity ca- nice. caterpillar. <laughs> oh my God, they need costumes. <laughs> Coming soon. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. No, not to you, to them. Like, <laughs> yeah, again, don't be yeah, sorry. Okay, I'm not sorry at all. <laughs> um, I make lists because yeah. part of what drains my capacity is then trying to hold everything that mm. I don't have capacity for in my fucking head. Mm. <laughs> it's like I don't have that. The, yes. <laughs> like I don't have the capacity, and then I'm trying to hold it, and then I forget things, which then gets me in a different way and I'm like I knew there was something really important I just write it all down and then I cross stuff off or delete it as I go and be like okay now that's handled but I don't I no longer hold the stuff in my head that helps the worrying because a lot of times like I'd go to bed at night and it's like this and this and this Mm -hmm. and this and this and this and this. I write down this and this and this and this and this and this and this. I don't always get to sleep as quickly as I'm like (laughs) they're gone. Yeah. Come on, should I? But mm-hmm. then I can wake up in the morning and go, okay, now that I have a clear head, this and this and this. Oh, I can take care of that right now. Let's yeah. just get this is non-existent in my life anymore. So mm-hmm. like find what works for you and it's whatever works for, for you. you yes. Because with where you're at and what your capacity is. And sometimes I can't think of a good example, but I know I find myself doing some weird things sometimes. And I'm like, it's true. I, <laughs> I can, don't know. Can, wh- can confirm. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this, but this, this just feels right. Yeah. Like trust what feels right for your alignment, mm-hmm. because sometimes like there'll be times I'll just be sitting there and I'll be like, I'm just going to close my eyes for five minutes. And it doesn't make sense where I am, but it's like, okay, like I just Mm -hmm. needed to not have any stimulation around. Like I needed to just not have the visual stimulation. And it might, it's not going to fill my tank, but Mm -hmm. it's going to give me a couple more drops to be like, right. Oh, that's better than it was. And that's what we're looking for. Absolutely. That's better than it was. Yeah. And that's exactly, it's like, we're not looking to feel like, yeah, I'm fine. I mean, that's great if we can, but it's great. Yes. Reality. Um, I would also say like, if you're in this space, it's a good idea to go and listen to the what to do when you're really struggling episode, because there's some good tips in there. Um, but if you're low on capacity, like again, like doing what you can in align with your capacity. So I'm thinking about like, for, for example, if somebody, um, 
doesn't have the capacity to really have a shower and clean themselves, but they just are going to, they just have the capacity to get under the water. That can feel good. Mm -hmm. If you push yourself beyond what you've got the capacity for, and so that when we're talking about capacity, we're talking about in all uh, in all areas of the spectrum, um, because there are going to be times when, like another great example is I we talked about this on a previous episode. We both have emergency food in the freezer. I always have stuff in the freezer that does not that means that I can be eating a decent meal normally within the space of about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have portions of rice already cooked, portioned up that I can just put a hot kettle through. Um, I have some of my yummy curry from the um, samosa mama people down at the market. Um, and um, like that is something that I will have in the in the uh, freezer so that if I don't have capacity to cook and I want a meal, I can still have a yummy, nutritious meal mm-hmm. really quickly and easily. So it's like figuring out when you do have capacity, what you can do to set yourself up for when you don't have capacity. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you know these are the things like I know, I mean, the interesting thing is, I was it was funny, I was talking to um, somebody and I, we've got a, a mutual person that we know who's going through a really difficult time at the moment um, with a, a, a loved one who's very sick. Um, and because of the stress, they haven't been eating. Um, and um, this person contacted me and was like, hey, do you know any vegan like shake supplement things? I'm like, funnily enough, <laughs> I do. Here's the one I use. It's really good. Um, and actually, we had a um, someone I know spoke to a nutritionist um, about a year ago and spoke about this one. And they were like, actually, that's a really good one. Now, the reason that I found it was because in the beginning of the pandemic, when we couldn't get fresh fruits and vegetables, I wanted to make sure I was going to get my nutrition. So what did I do? I found a way of getting the nutrition, even though I couldn't do it in the way I normally wanted to. Now, that is always in my cupboard. Mm-hmm. Always. Um, and it's my go-to if I don't have the time. So what I've done is I've kind of set myself up so that I will cook up a big thing of rice. I will portion it up into little baggies and put it in the freezer because I know that means I can have a quick meal very fast without too much effort. So when you do have the capacity, if you know what the things are that you struggle with when you are low on capacity, you can use a bit of that time and energy that you have in order to be able to set yourself up Mm -hmm. so that when you're low on capacity, you can rebuild your capacity again a little bit quicker and easier. You kind of create options for yourself. One of the things that usually goes first when I'm starting to near or exceed my capacity is my ability to communicate with other people. We've talked about it before. I can confirm. (laughs) I I tend to kind of disappear. I go off the radar for a bit. But I want to be, I mean, it meets our needs to be in community and to be in relationship. And I want to keep these connections with people. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of times I would feel so much guilt about not keeping in touch with people based because I was honoring my capacity. And I hadn't found the, the happy medium for me because it didn't feel quite in alignment to just completely ghost, but I didn't have the capacity to talk or to have in-depth conversations. So I have it in my kind of, this is what we do option list. It's like, all right, just shoot the thinking of you, love you text or, you know, I yeah. saying I don't have capacity, but you're well, on my mind. And-, and and actually I was just about to, I, you in my head, shocking. Um, I know, but like, the language of this is so fucking helpful. Mm-hmm. Like to be able to say to somebody, because so often when people, like because of our unmet needs, and I'm, and I'm talking about just society as a whole's unmet needs, is that when things don't necessarily go the way that people want them to, a lot of the time people create their own stories as to why, mm-hmm. um, or they'll create their own reasons as to what's happening. And if you can say to somebody, I don't have the capacity for this right now, it takes that personal feel mm-hmm. thing out of the equation. It's not, are they not, are they not calling me back because they I pissed them off because they're upset with me because they don't want to be my friend anymore mm-hmm. because um, there's stuff going on that I don't know about that they haven't told me. Like there's all of these things. But by being able to say, I'm so sorry, I don't have the capacity for this right now. I'll reach out when I do or you're, whatever it is. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like- and, and by being able to say that, like, the, the reason we use this word all the time is because we know what we mean by that. And if Serena's like, I don't have the capacity for this today. Uh, and I'm like, cool. Okay. What do you have the capacity mm-hmm. for? 
let's work within that realm. It becomes a common language and oh. like it makes it so much easier because even my friends that I'm like, well, my friends say it. like everybody in my life uses capacity. It's because it is that common word. Like when we say capacity, we know what like whoever I'm talking to in relation to me knows what that means. And it But not because you sat down and had a conversation no. and was like, here's what capacity means. <laughs> here's the definition. What happened was Serena became friends with me and I use that term all the time. So Serena started using that term all the time. And once you use it, like you can you can understand it based on the context it's mm-hmm. used in. And when people start to go, they go, Oh, I get what that means. Mm-hmm. I understand what that means. And all of a sudden, when you realize how helpful it is mm-hmm. to be able to let people know where you're at with capacity right now, everybody starts using yeah. it. Like yeah. literally. Joe jo will be like, I don't have the capacity. And it right there, I'm like, cool. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah, like it, yeah. It, it's, it's one word that kind of encompasses so much. It's like, okay, I don't, I don't know why. It's not for me to know why you don't have the capacity. Like, is there a workaround? If not, okay. Like, yeah. And moving on. Right. <laughs> like it, yeah. So I think that by being able to make this a part of your um, your everyday language, not only the other thing is that the good thing about capacity is that so often we tend to compromise our capacity to take care of everybody else's needs. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good way of not just using as a language for communicating with other people, but for really naming where we are at and therefore being aware if we are compromising our capacity, once you start to be check in with your capacity and you're like, actually, I don't have capacity for this right now, you know you're doing it. And once you know you're doing it, you're like, oh, hold on a second. It's easier to give yourself permission to say, actually, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that, to set boundaries. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. <laughs> I wasn't waiting for it or anything. No, not much. I was so in your head. I was like, just say it, just say <laughs> just it, say, just say, say it. it. <laughs> I feel like I'm being boundaries bear coming soon. (laughs) Like the thing about it is, is that we want to be in a position. (laughs) There has to be three bears. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. It's Serena Locks. What's your name? Boundaries. Locks. Yeah. Uh, Serena Locks. (laughs) Serena Locks and the boundaries bears. You heard it here first. Um, (laughs) They don't eat porridge. They eat like ice cream or something delicious. (laughs) Chips and dip. So the thing about it is, is that by by actually starting to use this language, by starting to check in with yourself to find out where your capacity is, it's so much easier to be like, actually, I don't have the capacity for this. It's not I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. It's not like I don't care. It's not um, I would rather do this. It's not that I'm like, I'm just going to fob somebody off. I don't have capacity. And it's a really great way of you starting to mm-hmm. honor yourself and what you need when you start putting this language to it. Mm-hmm. Because you can then say to yourself, I don't have the capacity to do that right now. Like it. There's a very, it's very easy. So like a great example from my life is that one of the things that we try to do in this household is we try to do the dishes before we go to bed. Like that's like in an ideal world, we would like to do that. And there are some times where I'm like, I don't have the capacity to do the dishes right now. And whereas previously, that's when sometimes that negative self-talk can kind of come in. Oh, you're being lazy. Why? It's just the dishes. Yes, like it won't take you that long. Why? Like, like, come on, just get on with it. You have this like snarky little, like that's the voice, my voice. It's like, go back and listen to the inner critic episode if you haven't heard it. Like, like. Sit her down, have a cup of tea, you can have a chat. It's fine. <laughs> um, and if you haven't heard that episode, that will make sense once you've listened to it. Um, and so, but by saying actually I don't have capacity, it's not about desire. It's mm-hmm. not about being lazy. It's not about there being anything wrong with you other than your level of internal resource. Mm-hmm. And it makes it easy to go, you know what? I can't do that right now. I'm not like, it doesn't serve me to do that mm-hmm. because yeah, I might stay up and do the dishes and then I might miss my window of feeling sleepy to go to sleep. And then I'm awake for another two hours. So my foundation function mm-hmm. need has been compromised, which means that I'm then in a worse state tomorrow, which means I've got less capacity to do the dishes tomorrow night. Whereas actually if I leave those two dishes in the sink and do them first thing in the morning, actually it's going to work better and serve me and all of my needs so much better. I think sometimes like we so often think of things like the dishes, laundry, cleaning, the things that, I mean, they should be done 
regularly in an ideal world i think yeah. most people would like for, would like for them to be done for, yes. like for them yeah. to be mm-hmm. done that's not always possible for yeah. many many reasons yeah. um but those things are the plastic balls right. like sleep sleep is almost always a glass ball unless there is a bigger glass ball that but right. like yeah I mean, and those are the things that tend to niggle us the most, mm-hmm. like, and make us make us kind of get into that negative self-talk, make our capacity like, oh, it's the dishes, and it's the laundry, mm-hmm. and it's cooking, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's just... So just be careful, niggle monster's head-butting oh. the pop screen. <laughs> if you're not watching on the video, I highly recommend it. <laughs> I gave him a front row seat. He apparently can't handle the excitement. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just want to, like... Yeah. If you if you're finding like that kind of like capacity creeping, be like, all right, how many plastic balls am I trying to juggle right now? Well, and recognize when is something a plastic ball. Mm-hmm. Like so, for example, yeah, if it's causing like a, a big issue, like for example, we only have I think we have four plates. Um, might have five. Um, Joe's jealous. <laughs> <laughs> like if we don't have enough plates to eat for dinner, mm-hmm. and we need something that we need a plate for something at that point it becomes a higher priority mm-hmm. if not it's not so high a priority like if i need to do laundry because i don't have any clean underwear to wear at that point it's a higher priority mm-hmm. but all the time that i can cope okay without it then it's a lower priority and that's the thing is that, so what do we put the same priority on all of these things all of the time mm-hmm. And when we're in, when and, and we want to be unmindful of like, where is the priority really in order for us to focus our capacity on the things that really are urgent, that the things are, are both urgent and important. We talked about this in a previous episode as well, so that we can make sure that we're maximizing our capacity on the things that need to be done and then spending the rest of the capacity investing back in our capacity to build it so that we've got more resource. I have no capacity. I don't have any dishes. I'm going to clean a dish so I can eat mm-hmm. because that's what I have capacity for right Absolutely. now. And that's okay. Absolutely. And you're going to feel better. Like there might be some things because you want to get it done, but you're going to feel better internally if you're honoring yes. what you feel you have the capacity for. And that's for. the thing at that point in time is to um, like one of the good things that in terms of your personal power need to is to be choosing that mm-hmm. is to say, okay, I'm going to do this this way because this is what serves me. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a part of me that would love to have everything done. And there was a love to have everything clean and everything dry and everything away and all those sorts of things. And <clears throat> I am making this as a conscious choice to honor my capacity and to support me in getting to a place where I have more internal resource. And by doing that, it gives ourselves not only permission to do it, but actually it supports other needs of ours as well. Like when we engage with that personal power needs, a really powerful way of being able to uh, find ways of um, not, not just doing something and being like oh I have to do it this way or like but actually choosing and going okay I'm going to make a choice to do it this way and if I had more capacity I would choose something different Mm -hmm. but right now I don't so within the capacity I have I'm choosing this because this is what serves me best anything you want to add to capacity before we move on Mm -mm. no we don't need a capacity creature no I'm tired like a word I think we need like you said capacity caterpillar capacity caterpillar I don't know we might need we'll end up with a freaking menagerie in this place I mean I feel like there needs to be like a rabbit hole or a wormhole too so we need like a rabbit or a worm All right, we're, I think this is probably the end of this episode. I'm going to go off and think of how many more stuffed animals we need to buy. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next time with the next episode in the Why Am I Depleted series. Uh, we look forward to speaking to you then. But in the meantime, remember to stay safe, to take care of yourself, and to continue to meet your own needs. Lots of love. Bye. Bye, friends. That's it for today. If you like what you heard... I would like to see some of Serena's awesome facial expressions. Check out the video podcast on YouTube. And remember, it's really important to do things in alignment with your capacity. Well, shit. It really is that simple.